Coors Field. I thought they played at Mile High. So oh, first, no. <laughs> I aimed myself at Mile High. I'm like, I really thought the Rockies, like, I could get there by biking through Baker and on Spear and stuff. Oh. So this is strange. And then I get to Mile High. I see it in the distance. I'm like, oh, no. Because it was on Platte River yeah, Trail. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, well, I got it mixed up with Cherry Creek Trail. So I mix up the two river trails. Oh, no. Uh, um, and oh, I mixed no. up the two stadiums. Oh, no. And I should have just listened to my own heart because I yeah. knew how to get... I could have done it on I my know. own. Yeah. But instead, I listened to Google Maps. Oh, God. And my, Bless you. My, mis, um, my misunderstanding. So, yeah. And then, so I biked. That was 10 miles on its own. Sure. Then I biked from there to the MCA, which not far, only mm-hmm. two miles. Yeah. Then I biked from the MCA to... Milk, but I missed milk. I took a wrong turn once I hit Broadway. Uh, oh no! And went past pun- all the way past Punchbowl. So oh no, no, Aaron! Until so I, far. I almost hit the Tiki Bar adrift, <laughs> oh and then I was God. like, "Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second! Milk is on eleventh, and Punchbowl Social is on first. Yeah, I saw Alameda, and I said, "Wait a second! Thank you. Yes, second. I said, "No, it's on first. I like. Oh no! And I turned around, and I realized, yeah, milk's all the way up at eleventh. Yeah." And so I turned around and biked 15 minutes back the opposite oh, direction. And oh. I finally got there at 1 a.m. A bunch of the people who I was there to see were leaving yeah, or no waited shit. for me to get there and then left. And then Ashley Campbell and I hung out. Yes. And um, talked for a bit. And That's then nice. I biked home. But I didn't realize that that was also going to be 45 minutes. Yeah, dude. And it was very cold. Yeah, and, dude. Um, so anyway, I got home. Really, 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 really wasted and really tired. Yeah, and dude. Very sweaty. Um, and I laid down in bed and I went to. Well, actually, I showered first. Good call. Good yeah, call. And then I, I went to bed. I heard that there were a bunch of DU folks at Milk uh, Friday night. Is that? Because you're tight. I was there Saturday night. Yeah, yesterday Fuck. was Saturday. Are you kidding me? No. No. Are you fucking? And there were Friday night. I was I was invited Friday yeah. night and I couldn't go. That's what I thought. That's in fact, thought you Friday texted night. me yesterday and were like. I can't believe it's still Saturday. Saturday should be over. And it was. It is now. Gesundheit. Um, I, uh, this weekend has been the longest weekend. This week has been the longest week. This week has been the longest week of my entire fucking existence. Um, Hello hi, and welcome hi, to, it's welcome to If It's Gay We Play, a podcast where we are your sleepy, sleepy friends and hosts. My name is Kai. My pronouns are Z, her, hers. My name is Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. My name is producer Aaron and my pronouns are he, him, his. I love that you include the title every time. That just yeah. genuinely means the world to me yeah. that you get to have a very, a very sexy, powerful title Thank you. of uh, producer. Um, I'm just like super into that. Yeah. So uh, should we just fucking jump right in? I guess. I don't know that I have any more like intro b- banter. Do you want to? Yeah, we should do our segos. Yeah. And then you can Let's talk get our about. Segos well, in. I bet. Okay. Anyway, um, Kai, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? Hannah. I. Hannah and Aaron. Hannah and producer Aaron. Producer <laughs> what Aaron. What is wrong with you? Uh, producer, yeah, I like to flip my collar up on my suit jacket. And say, oh, Chow. yeah. Yeah, please. Oh. Okay. Um, and do cocaine. Just lots and lots of cocaine. No, I don't do that. I'm a, I'm a cool guy. Yeah, you are a very cool guy. Thank you. Yeah, Aaron. yeah. don't don't tell our audience that Aaron does cocaine. It was a reference to producers who do cocaine. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm a... I'm like a socially conscious producer. Yeah. He's like a so super So I put my collar and I say producer. ciao, but also my suit jacket is sustainably sourced Ooh. and mainly sewn. And I only do uh, whippets. <laughs> <laughs> Quite oh, shit. That is, the, oh, God, that's that's good. That's good comedy. Um, So, Hannah, gayest thing I've done this week. Yeah. I've done so many gay things. Um, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of gay things. Uh, first and foremost, um, I am dating a girl that is incredibly homosexual. Uh, yes. And that's, that's been very nice. Um, number two, I got a stick and poke from my queer friend of art from her thesis project. Yes. Which is. I thought you were saying, like, the queer friend was of art. My queer friend that I know of art. Yes, I know. I but know the her. Tattoo of art. Was of art the tattoo from was of art from project. her thesis project, which I helped her work on, which I was interviewed for, which I think is um, just very, very queer. And it looks really good. It's only halfway done because suddenly it was 3 a.m. and we decided that that was probably um, bedtime because I fell asleep sitting up. And that is a good sign that I should um, leave 
the yeah, dining room table yes. and stop getting a stick and poke. Uh, but yeah, that was that was incredibly homosexual, and we'll talk more about this later. But I also had an hour long conversation with my not only ex girlfriend but first girlfriend that I ever had in my entire life. We've known each other for ten years, and it has been probably about not nine ish years since we see. Since I was trying to prompt you to talk about that now. Oh, as the gayest thing. I don't think we need a separate segment that is. I talked to my ex-girlfriend. I was good. Are you sure? Because I feel like that sounds like a very up our alley segment. Called, well, complete. Yeah. I talked to my ex-girlfriend corner. Well, I didn't talk to my ex-girlfriend. So why didn't I want to know about your conversation? Oh, we yeah. Because I was teasing it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to tell you anything about this conversation until we get on the podcast, which implies that it's a good story. Yes. Or it might be a terrible story. I don't know. Uh, but it implies that it's a good story. So it fucking better be. So, um, my, my, my ex-girlfriend, uh, we've, we've known each other since we were 13 and we dated in middle school. Um, and, uh, she did not realize necessarily fully flesh out that she was queer and interested in dating other women until she like met me and I came out and she was like, oh, that's a thing that I can do. She was very stoked on it. So then we dated for like a month, which is a long time in middle school years. Um, and, uh, we had a very, um... Uh, aggressive breakup, so to speak. I will not necessarily call her out on air, but uh, well, I was she, I was a dick, and uh, boy. Yeah, I want I want you to tell what she did because it's funny. Well, your identity is secret. I promise. Oh, yeah, um, we haven't said her my name. My good friend. Yeah, we haven't said her so. name. Uh, she was a brown belt in taekwondo at the time. I believe she is a black belt now. Um, and I broke up with her in a very mean way. And I told her that I was interested in our other friend and I couldn't keep dating her while being interested in another friend because I had not yet learned what polyamory was, dear listeners. Um, and she kicked me, roundhouse kicked me in the stomach (laughs) and, uh, I went down and, um, a couple... A couple years later, Gesundheit, I um, had to get x-rays, internal x-rays, because, um, wouldn't you know it, my ding-dang uterus is real bad, and uh, <laughs> my ovaries are real bad, too, so I had one of those bad boys just cut right out of me. Um, and when they were investigating all of that internal um, strife. strife, they were like, you have a lot of scar tissue in your intestines, what's up with that? And I was like, oh, um, well, hey, um, <laughs> they asked me if I had been kicked by a horse. And that was the first thing that I texted her. I was like, they asked me if I had been kicked by a horse. That's a powerful kick. That's a you powerful have. kick. She's a very strong woman. Powerful, um, horses are very powerful and majestic. Yes, truly, truly. And as is she, as is she. Is she much. a centaur? The cin- cin- I will not confirm nor deny if the first girl I ever dated is or is not a centaur. Or a, a horse born, as they're called in the back. Yes, or, or a horse born. There's the, I feel like the Bud Light orange bottles are multiplying because I feel like we had picked them all up and yeah. yet I see more I feel bad everywhere. that you picked up after us oh it was just like one yeah I don't know it wasn't very many. I feel bad that you drank orange Bud Light at like 10 o'clock in the morning yeah well, I feel bad I that you drank orange Bud Light when I woke up yeah, so. yeah fair, fair enough going. definitely fair the dog um and uh she reached out to me and wanted to catch up somewhat recently um and we haven't really we we talk very on and off and it's quite sporadic um but she reached out to me and she said that uh, something that she wanted to talk about was she wanted to close the loop because she is kind of at the end of her very long, like three year long um, uh, relationship that she's had with a man. And she's only been dating men since we dated, uh, even though she's been like bisexual this whole time. What? I know. I'm you incredible. can be bisexual even when you're dating somebody of a certain gender? Well, she's certainly been struggling with that because a lot of folks who are bisexual are told that you literally yeah. can't be bisexual yeah. as soon as you start like, dating was, somebody uh, of a certain gender. making fun of. I know, and I wanted to um, I wanted to get deep down and honest and vulnerable. Um, mm. And she wanted Strip to talk wrong. about uh, she uh, had had a queer experience and felt very excited about that and wanted to talk to me about that because she was like this is this you're you're like a person who I want to talk to this about because you were like my first experience and like I want to um want to sort of close that close that close that loop bring it back bring it back around um and I just turn the beat around turn the beat around if you will Uh, I think it's just a very um sapphic experience to be in contact with your exes the ones that are like chill uh and like i don't know still be very very good friends with them even years later mm-hmm. um and i don't know like she has been one of my closest friends for probably like 10 or almost 11 years uh and i just feel very lucky to have her in my life and very interested in the fact that she wanted to talk about 
her sexuality and like what that has evolved into for her and what that means to her in like terms of me and we talked about like our history and like what that meant in terms of development because not only was I her first girlfriend she was mine and like we both went down very different life paths after that because she's in motherfucking medical school and she's smart as hell and for the past oh I don't know like since I was 15 I've been pretty much just solely fucking around and doing drugs and getting bad grades (laughs) in school until somewhat recently uh, well, now you're Hermione Granger. Now so. I'm Hermione Granger and very, very successful. Just you will so get the best successful. I will get the best grades. I Even will get if the it job. you to severe anxiety. Yes. Um, or my anxiety causes the best grades. Who knows? Who I knows don't what think comes that's, first? Um, I think the thing I said is true. Yeah, probably the thing that you said is true. But I don't know. I, um, I'm curious if any of our listeners uh, are still in contact with their exes and have ever had that conversation like, Remember when we dated all those years ago? Like, what did that mean to you? And what does that mean in your life right now? Oh, I've had that conversation with an ex. Not my first ex, but uh, I've had a conversation with an ex who uh, I was a huge dick to mm-hmm. when we were breaking up. Uh, it was somebody I dated in college and she was in a sorority and the sorority treated us oh, yeah. fucking horribly because sororities are evil. They're evil institutions, mm-hmm. uh, sororities and fraternities. Yes. Uh, I, this is something that I could go off on, but like, I'm not just saying that cause I'm like, fuck normies. Except I'm for that. like a black specific sorority, right, right, right. like folk of color sororities. Yeah, those, yeah. those are actually very good. I like those are great much. because the, the institution of sororities and fraternities is founded on, uh, misogyny and racism. Mm hmm. And uh, uh, severe homophobia. Oh, yeah. Like outrageous, almost comical homophobia. And transphobia, I can and transphobia. only presume. Um, I can, yeah, I can only assume. Uh, if insofar as those people even know what a trans is. I don't. <laughs> what is a trans? What is tran? What is tran? Um, and so anyway, uh, and I was, a di- I was a dick to her when we mm-hmm. broke up, whatever. It was, uh, whatever. And then we didn't talk for years. We both went abroad. And when we came back, I, like, was having this falling out with my roommates. It was this whole thing. It was, uh, and I was, like, one of my roommates who I was having this falling out with was, like, you need to talk to uh, your ex. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, okay. And so I reached out to her. We were in a class together. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, hey. Or, like, I texted her. And I was, like, can I talk to you sometime? And after class one day, she took me aside. And she was, like, uh, she's, like, can I talk to you real quick? And then we, like, stopped in the hallway and she was like I don't want to talk to you I don't want to get coffee with you and I don't want to hear what you have to say amazing and I was which is very powerful yeah Yeah, fucking boundaries yeah dude I was like I was like okay uh at the time I'm sure I didn't handle it well but uh in retrospect like fucking power to her uh and so years went by and then I ran into her at that very strange day when we were at Hamilton. Yeah, that was a when bananas I had that day. Amazing uh, emotional uh, sort of whiplash. Yeah, where we were with your mom, and your mom like hugged you and the, and other, the other friend, friend we were with, and, and then not like you. didn't hug me because her she ex- was like, yeah, her excuse was I could tell Hannah didn't want to be hugged, which and, is true. But but like ask, yeah, no, totally otherwise ask. it's like a very pointed like hug, hug, and fuck you, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, so it was really weird, and yeah. she like you're, she left, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, dude. And then I hear Hannah, and I turn around, and it's my ex who's there with yeah. the, like sort of partner. It was fucking incredible, and it was fucking weird. So anyway, we got coffee after that. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this is part of. I was there when they got coffee, yeah. not at the coffee time, but at the same place, right, right, and right. I was sitting in the other room, uh, uh, which, which happens very consistently experience. to me and Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I Bernadette has done to me. I, I have done to you. Yes. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And um, so we got coffee and we talked and we like caught up and she was talking a lot about how like she's, I guess, relatively recently was processing like, because she's engaged and was like her, or I guess she wasn't engaged yet, but anyway, like her queer identity in the context of being engaged or like being in a serious relationship with a man and like how her family treats that and like how she processes her queer identity and Mm -hmm. how she hadn't like recently she had been processing like the like emotional trauma of how she and I were treated as a yeah. couple oh, yeah. at the school you're at and especially in the like sorority world that mm-hmm. she was in um and just kind of talking about and processing that so now we have a, a great relationship yeah. I don't get to she see her very often because we're both very busy yeah. but um she's a delight comes to our parties and to our parties friends with all of our friends yeah. and she recently went on a birthright trip yes that was like an LGBTQIA, yeah. Cetera, specific. My girlfriend went on almost the same one. Yeah, birthright, um, which she said was like very like affirming. Yeah, that's and, what I hear. And interesting. So, 
Um, yeah, anyway, very similar mm-hmm. conversation and very similar. No, totally. Uh, sapphic experience. Well, I just think that it's fascinating, especially to talk to literally the first person that you were actively, concretely in a queer relationship oh, totally. with. And I was, she was not my first, but yeah, I was Yeah, I know. First. But like, I'm talking about my experience yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about me now, Hannah. So, I'm relating. Uh, I know, I know. We're all relating here. Uh, we're all related here. What? Whoa. Um, so, it's like we're all like one human family. Oh my god! Can I just say real quick that yes. when you said uh, uh, your ex wanted to close the loop, that I imagined you with a bag over your head uh, in a cornfield <laughs> and your yeah. ex shooting you with yeah. a shotgun. That is the sexiest scenario that I can fucking imagine. Do you know that reference? Yes, I know that, that okay. reference. I've seen I, that yeah, film. I, I don't know that reference. Oh, that's from Looper. That's yeah, the, the plot. They have to okay. close their loop or yeah. they kill their fu- yeah. their future selves. I was really kind of hoping somebody would make that joke. Yeah, yeah, I'm really yeah. glad that you did. Um, yeah, that's what you. I pictured. Is, thank is you for you that. Blown away that is literally what happened this morning. Illinois. That's what happened As I said, in, it was in a sort of esoteric queer emotional sense, I would argue. Yeah, because I literally was like in love with this girl for probably eight years. Um, and... That caused me a lot of emotional strife because I really um, regretted breaking up with her because I did it in such a shitty way and, like, for such a shitty reason, like, for somebody who was emotionally unavailable and who had no interest in, like, actually... Well, you were 13. Well, no, I was 13. I know. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, blaming myself. I'm just processing, like, saying what it was that I had experienced at that time. Um, And the person who I left her for reached out to me maybe two or three years ago and was like, hey, do you want to talk and be friends? And I was like... No, I literally have zero interest in that whatsoever. Uh, I haven't heard from her since. Uh, strong fucking boundaries, man. Yeah, dude, I fucking love having strong 20 boundaries. Boundaries, teen. Twenty boundaries, teen, baby. Put those walls up. Oh yeah, put the put them, build them up, build, build them up, up. brick 20, and concrete. Twenty. I'm trying to think if we can work that into 2020. We'll figure it out. Okay. So anyway, uh, throughout this relationship, I also um. After the relationship. Oh, 20, I, goodbye, teen. Excellent. Say goodbye to unhealthy people in relationships. I love it. Um, I uh, was, this is, um, we're going to need to provide a, a content warning for this. Um, I was uh, put in a mental hospital. I um, self-hospitalized and then was actually forcibly kept there because I basically underwent conversion therapy Oof. for a period that might have lasted two weeks or three months. I'm not entirely certain how long it was. Um, I'm sure I can find those records somewhere, but it was while I was still absolutely in love with this girl after I'd broken up with her that the, um, physicians and psychologists were saying, uh, this, oh, sorry, that they were, they were saying the fact that you are queer is what is causing you this, as opposed to just being young and having feelings of like deep affection and love for somebody for the first time. And they were like, trying to convince me that I was predatory, like a predatory lesbian. Um, oh, boy, that has followed mm-hmm. you into adulthood. Oh, yeah, no shit. I was literally <laughs> fucking forced into conversion therapy. Well, for no, I know. I just haven't time. heard most of the details of this. Well, yeah, because it's not necessarily something that you want to talk about all no, the time. No, I know. I'm not berating you. Oh, I'm I know. Just, I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying like, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all just saying. We're guys. all just saying, Listen, Hannah. we're all just saying. I'm just saying. Um, and that was... I think probably why I whiplash so hard into like queerness so deeply in college because I was like, I can finally do this now in a safe way where I'm not getting yelled at and called a faggot like in the street, like out of people's trucks. Well, and well, I still am sometimes, but yeah. um, not I was gonna like say, that happened to me in college. Yeah, not like quantity. nearly as bad as it was in Fort Collins. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, and Fort I'm Collins not is like a trash place. Yes, and I'm not like being forcibly hospitalized and attempted to convert into heterosexuality. And like they do some really nasty stuff to you in conversion therapy. Oh, I'm sure. like, I mean, yeah, that's really, the whole thing. Yeah, like really psychologically damaging stuff uh, and convincing you that you are. Um, um, taking advantage of women and it's really really nasty um so basically all of that was happening with that and then we were still friends through all of this and what was fascinating to me is our friendship was very um uh physically affectionate and i don't think that we ever fully separated from each other until i moved to denver because 
even after um, Andrew passed away, like I was reminding her of this, I was like, we kissed a lot that night that we had, like we had a um, ending of life party for him, like mm-hmm. the day that he was taken off life support and we all went over to my house and everyone like got high and drank and like drank um, ginger ale, which was his favorite drink, and then walked uh, her out to her car and um, like we kissed a couple of times in the street and I was like, I fucking love you so much. Like I have always loved you and she knew that and like I don't know we would like hold hands during class and stuff and like even though we hadn't dated in many years so culture. it was kind of like are we dating or not we definitely weren't but I it's know. kind of like one of those one of those situations where it's like it's kind of hard for me still today and I actually have just uh, relinquished that desire I don't um, differentiate between friendship and romantic relationship I do not differentiate between platonic and romantic relationships I literally just let my relationships with people be what they are and don't try to force them into any sort of camps or anything like that um and yeah camp camp uh camp Hannah's uh limp wristing it which I then replicated and said camp um and I think that that is a much healthier place to be in because when I was doing that when I was like a teenager I was like literally what the fuck is going on like I have to know what this is and what the answer to this is um so going off to college and like having that separation then doing a bunch of queer ass shit and like learning what queer actually could be and what it could mean and what relationships could be it's just been very cool to come back to her several times over the years and be like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on with you? And I remember the last time that I talked to her before we had this conversation this morning, um, we met up in Fort Collins when she was home for a minute, and we were talking about her life and her partner, and I actually got angry at her, and I didn't tell her at the time, but I was acting kind of passive-aggressively because I was like, I genuinely feel like you're, like, missing a part of yourself. Like, I feel like you have just completely cut yourself off from, like, a part of yourself that used to be very important to you and is no longer, and that makes me upset because I was a part of that part of you, and now I feel like I can't relate to you anymore. So the fact that she called me today and wanted to talk about that part of herself and was talking about that part of herself in, uh, like, it's coming back and I want to foster this way, I don't know. It just really meant a lot to me. Um, And I expressed all those things to her because I am emotionally cognizant enough, enough at this point in my life, uh, that I am capable of doing those things. So I just think that, um, I don't know. It's been very interesting for me to analyze, uh, how my sexuality as well as gender, let alone gender has evolved over the years and seeing where the points are that I can like look at and, um, pull apart and be like, this might be part of the reason why I view relationships in this way. This might be why I struggle with relationships in this way. This might be why um, I desire intimacy in this particular way. And I just think that that is really cool to be able to have the person who was there with you when you were figuring that out open to and desiring those same conversations. Oh, absolutely. Uh, For some reason, when you said pull apart, my first thought was like a jackfruit. Yeah, just like a jackfruit, actually. Um, I was pretty much picturing just like a jackfruit yeah, just sort of situation. Yeah, jackfruit. Nate, we should grill jackfruit. We should grill jackfruit. Text um, and I just think happy that birthday, that's, Wendy. Happy birthday, Wendy. I just think that that's really cool that you got to have that with, um, with that particular ex, Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, because I know because I know you, I don't want to say that I like know all of it, but I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot about what that relationship was to you and Mm -hmm. what that period of time was like in your life and what that was like to experience that. And it just brings me so much um, joy and gratitude for you that you've had the opportunity to uh, process that both by yourself as well as with that person, because I think that that's incredibly beneficial. to you talk about this now is kind of, excuse me, made me think about the fact or made me think that like I've been doing it there's a lot deeper that I can like delve into that mm. and that I've done it in kind of a service level way. But it, mm-hmm. it, it like listening to you talk is like making me realize like, wow, there is a resource for that. And like, there is like, it would probably be really beneficial for me to like delve deeper into that. My oh, first, yeah. my very first girlfriend, I was a shithead in for a long time. Uh, oh, so Dick, was I. Dick Hannah. Dick Hannah. And my f- freshman year of college, I was like, cause we dated my senior year of high school mm-hmm. and I was like regretting breaking up with her and like was trying to yeah. like, flirt with her again and she, she had no interest in it uh but i, I love like, all these women with strong boundaries in your life right and i like asked uh 
it, at some point I was like, you did like when she got to college, it was like you did because she was a year younger than me, mm-hmm. dating any like men or women, and she told me that she had done soul searching and uh, thinks she's only interested in men, or at, at least at the time. But yeah. I don't know if she was just telling me that to get me to back off or mm-hmm. whether it's true. But I'd be interested because I've never really tried reaching out to her in yeah. any sort of like genuine way. Um, I know she's been with this man for a long time. Sure. But, uh, I think, I don't know, it would be interesting it for might me be to worth like, it. yeah, to like reach out and just be like, hey, I'm sorry. And like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ponder that. But definitely yeah. I know the, the one X from college, like would be super open to that uh, discussion. So I think that would be awesome. And I would fully recommend doing it because something else that I've been doing semi recently, like this year is there were three main people in my life that I desperately needed to not apologize to because sometimes I think apologizing is very selfish but just saying like if you ever want to process and tell me about your side of this experience and what it was like for you and what my hurtful actions towards you did I want you to know that I am at a place where I'm here for that yeah and I'm interested in doing that with you and like obviously no obligation whatsoever like I said this in a much more um you know good good way yeah, yeah uh but like i sent those messages and only um two two only one person was very interested in like doing that at the time and that was very incredibly beneficial to sort of have that mm-hmm. lifted for both of us and now it feels more like i'm able to be friends with that person or at the very least be cordial with that person right and like not like on their yeah instagram and not like see their instagram story and always feel just this deep guilt and just mm-hmm. like I was so cruel to you so unnecessarily Mm -hmm. and I still was and I still have like I don't want to say regret or guilt or shame because those are such strong words that come with such uh, emotional weight but I want to say like I know not to make that mistake again sure so like I don't like think about it all the time so it's not like always weighing on my head and on my heart and I think that's part of the reason why the fact that I'm doing all of this and having the opportunity to do all this with people who I've been with before um is really cool for me in the context of dealing with and processing uh, both a new relationship as well as contending with some of the stuff that's going on in our relationship because I feel like I'm dealing with all of that in a much different way than I would have ever before, partially because of having the opportunity to process those things. Completely, Mm -hmm. yeah. So Hannah. Yes, I have two questions for you. Okay. Number one, how is daddy's food? (laughs) <laughs> oh daddy's no 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 no, 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 no. that's no. what i also thought in the car it's when i went to flavor town not daddy's the bar uh, on sixth i, I know. know i'm sorry well, that's daddy's what I thought. has a great deal uh, <laughs> their happy hour burger and a pitcher for i believe eight bucks oh, and it's yeah. a pitcher of like lagunitas or odell's daddy's on six baby daddy's on six and daddy's it's a, like a good size burger and that pitcher for eight bucks it's Sweet. insane Shoot. i believe it's wednesday nights Thank you, uh, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, we should Aaron go there goes after to a lot of gay bars sometime. for a straight man. Um, yeah, so that's what I thought when we were in the car, when Kai was like, we have to talk about daddy's food. And I was like, I've never been to daddy's the yeah. bar. And then I was like, oh, because I've forgotten to talk about uh, Flavor Town Road that I went to Flavortown. Um, so we went, I was with my lover, Lasagna, in mm. Boulder to see Fred Armisen do a live mm-hmm. comedy show, uh, which was very fun. Um, and we were, as we, as we arrived in Boulder, we were hungry. And so I just, as we were getting off, uh, 36 or whatever, I just Googled vegan food near me. Cause I Brilliant. figured a lot of results would come up cause it's Boulder. Yes. Correct. And the closest place was this place called Alloy Thai. And we were like, hell yeah, Thai food. Mm. And so we went into the restaurant and, uh, uh, we were just standing in line for the host stand and uh, lasagna points at the wall and was like, oh, look, daddy ate here. And I look over and there's a big poster of Guy Fieri because apparently he did a triple D at this restaurant. And I was like, oh, it's our dad. And then lasagna really loud went, daddy, 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 um, which I highly Hi, the cat is here. And so uh, which I also did. And then we ate the food and it was fucking bomb oh yeah it was really good alloy tie in boulder it's been on triple d uh it is blessed by our father who art in fieri mm. um we went to flavor town and we set up camp and we had a nice time we had extremely good vegan uh basil fried rice mm. so, yeah so tasty. yeah fuck me up hannah um so go to alloy tie in boulder um but yes i ate at a guy fieri uh uh 
sanctioned establishment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really fucking tasty. I've got to tell you what I did not tell you about when you were telling me about that, because I did not want to take any of the focus away from you and your experience, because I just want to give you that time sure, and that sure, listening, sure, 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 sure. Uh, is my favorite pizza place in Fort Collins. Uh, this one I was still eating dairy. Pizza Cosba was also a Triple D uh, location, and it has the best pizza in Fort Collins slash um, that I've ever had. Um, I used to eat at Sam's number three downtown mm-hmm. uh, same, a lot uh, when I was eating meat and dairy because they have a really fucking good. It's a true weird diner yes. in that it has American food, really good like all day breakfast, mm-hmm. Greek food that's pretty damn tasty, yeah. and Mexican food that's yeah. pretty damn tasty. It's a pretty great it's diner. very Denver. I'd 100% recommend it. Um, R.I.P. Pete Costas, the owner of most of the Greek restaurants in Denver, yeah. Pete's. Uh, the various Pete's places. He just passed away. Um, Sorry, Pete. Uh, and so anyway, we we're, we go to Sam's North 3 a lot, and that is a triple, triple D establishment. It was the place where one time I was ordering a Greek omelet or like a souvlaki plate or something, and um, the waiter meant to ask me like, I think, what kind of bread do you want for your toast or something? But what the waiter said was, how would you like your toast? <laughs> And I paused for like, we both paused for like 10 silent seconds yeah, yeah, because yeah. the waiter realized what they had said. And I was trying to process what the waiter had said. Because I <laughs> like, what does this mean? I didn't know how to respond to it at all. Over medium. And so like uh, uh, 10 seconds rare. went by. And then, I rare went, toast. and then I went, can I have pita instead? Because <laughs> I couldn't, I panicked. Yeah, you can't process that. Which also the Suvaki omelet was better with pita. So. No, correct. Good call. Um, so yeah, I so went thank to you. I yes. went to Flavortown. I went to a new. It was a surprise Flavortown mm, that I went to. We mm-hmm, did not know mm-hmm, that this mm-hmm. was a triple D sanctioned establishment did until we walked in and D. saw the big portrait of our daddy, Guy Who Fieri. In Fieri. 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 Great. And just the image of a lasagna going, Daddy. No, very cute. A huge fan. Extremely good. She's extremely good. She's very good. Um, Hannah. Yes. My darling, my dear. Oh yeah. Uh, I did that last week, and I really want to keep it up because I find it good. delightful. Yeah, it's good. Um, what is the most homosexual thing that you have gotten up to this week? Wow, what a way to ask it. I feel like I've had a very gay week. Oh yeah, we both have had the gayest of weeks. Please, please tell me. It's also this week has been a month long because yes, it's, it's late May uh-huh. and it snowed heavily. Yep. Here in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, because we have what I call new spring. We can't, yeah. Where it's <laughs> and cold. you and you almost spring. Yeah, new, and yeah, uh, and it sucks. As with most new things, it sucks. New Denver, new metal, new goth. It sucks. Can I just say I mispronounced umlaut very embarrassingly, and it's because of the fact that I'm still having the stutter problem. Yeah, and you speak Sorry. German. So. Yeah, I I can if you like. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. It's a Lady Gaga reference. Yes. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> New Spring, where it's cold and it snows on May 21st, which is out fucking rageous. That's the latest it's ever snowed. And frankly, well, no, that's not true. For me. Yeah. Uh, frankly, rude. Extremely rude. rude. Uh, like, untenably rude. Like, if this if this spring uh, had a Yelp page, mm-hmm. I would write it a scathing one-star review. Yeah. I've written exactly one Yelp review in my life. I would like one free spring, please. Yeah, and it was for the worst bar I've ever been to, which was yes. this bar in Seattle where the bartenders were openly laughing at people's drink orders. I remember that. Um, I wouldn't have left a Yelp review now. I just would have left the establishment. But sure, sure, I sure. was um, young and dumb, dumb and and full of rage. And was very drunk, and I went home to my Airbnb and wrote this review, which is kind of embarrassing, but also, fuck that bar. It sucked so bad. I did just want to say, when Hannah said full of rage, instead of laughing, I just gave the biggest grin of my life, because that's the best thing I've ever heard of yeah. all time. That's the most accurate thing about you I've ever heard. Yes, Dick Hanna. Dick Hanna. Dick Hanna wrote that review. Uh, you can find it on the internet under uh, Dick Hanna, uh, 423. At hotmail.com. At- Gov. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Other than Gayest thing you've, you've done, done this week. week. Oh, I was talking about New Spring and how I mm. read it. New Spring. New um, Spring. So it's hard to say because this week has been so goddamn long. I know. That's why I gave three things. Yeah. I've uh, been doing some Shakespeare rehearsal. Mm, yeah. Inherently queer activity. Uh, so I went over to my lover Lasagna's dog sitting for these three very good dogs. Dogs. Two dogs. pugs. Uh, two pugs and some sort of mutt. And their names are uh, 
uh, Tobias, Lucille 2, and Buster. Yeah, they're all very well-named. Yeah, very well-named dogs. Unfortunate about Rested Development being very transphobic, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, that one arc is pretty bad, but yeah. the rest of the show is holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It's problematic, but is nevertheless a masterpiece. And also, the actors are uh, huge assholes, except for, what's her face? Portia de Rossi? Yeah. She's no. probably... Curly, curly hair, uh, in duck butter. I don't know what duck butter is. It's the, it was all over Autostraddle. It's like one of the new lesbian films. Oh, um, I don't, she's the one who played, uh, Cousin Maybe. Oh, uh, Aaliyah Shawkat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool. Aaliyah is cool and queer. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever. So, uh, we were, we were, uh, lasagna made dinner and I was supposed to have brought dessert, and uh, I had purchased a, cho- up. a Choco Taco from the vegan van earlier that day, and was like, I'll bring it to Split. And we were partway through dinner, and Lasagna was like, oh, wow, I can't wait to eat that Choco Taco. And I went, fuck! And oh, that was so loud. That hurt me. You're so bad. I uh, put my head into the table because I had forgotten the Choco Taco in the work freezer. It was such a long day. Can I just week. say that it makes me very happy that you're going to split a taco-based dessert with your uh, queer girlfriend? Yes. It's good. I mean, yeah. It's something, something. Gay joke. Some, something, something. Something, something. Tacos. Tacos. Choco tacos. So I'm really excited to eat the choco taco because um, I love choco tacos. And no, my favorite too. food truck, the vegan van, was doing, we love you, vegan van. Was doing a Taco Bell-inspired menu this weekend. And I weekend. missed it. I so missed it. I ate uh, several crispy uh, cheesy gordita crunches, which were fucking delicious. Yeah. And a Crunchwrap Supreme. I did ask Hannah if I was around when uh, she and Lasagna were eating the choco taco, if I could have a bite. The answer was You can maybe, maybe have a bite of my half because at least half of the Choco Taco is reserved for and lasagna. And I respect and understand that, but I also think that lasagna would give me a bite of the Choco Taco. I don't know. She's pretty emotionally attached to the Choco Taco. At this yeah, point. but she also likes me. Well, yeah, she likes me too. I know. And she's still going to take half the Choco Taco. I know. And she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, nobody arguably has stronger boundaries than lasagna. Yes, I think those boundaries, I'm just saying, I just think those boundaries include me getting a tiny bite of a Choco Taco. I will see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Only time will tell. Uh, we also watched Interview with a Vampire last night. Yeah, we for, did for No Exit, baby. For No Exit. Not really a horror movie. More like a... I disagree. Yeah. Uh, having, it's watched, quite having watched it last night... It's not scary. It doesn't There's have to be violence. scary to be horror, but it is very spooky and very uh, violent and vampire-based. And quite no, homosexual. So and homosexual. It was very embarrassing game. for me and Hannah as um, self-identified goths. Uh, that we had both not seen this film. The only reason I have not seen the film is because I had read the novel, which is um, more explicitly queer, which is why I had never seen the movie. But it was Wendy's birthday, and fuck the movie me was very good. if I'm not going to watch a movie for Wendy on her birthday, and yeah. it was very good. Um, also, you were guesting on our podcast, and the episode was about that movie. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the whole reason I agreed to it uh, is because of the fact that I had never seen it, and, like... It's funny to me know. that, like, both things are gay, yes. and one, both the book and the movie... And the book is gayer, yes. but you had read the book and you were like, oh, I don't want more gay content by then watching the movie. Well, I was like, I don't want less gay of the same story of or similar story, pretty much. Uh, it was still pretty dark. I, I want I want more gay for my buck, more more gay bang for my buck. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, the movie you know? is available for free on Amazon Prime. So, I mean, you pay for Amazon Prime. But. I do pay for Amazon Prime. I want more, I want more gay content. And like, I want more. Yeah. Gay content. Gay, I can get. Yeah. And I need all the gay that I can't get. Are we recording like a demo? Because we've been doing a lot of queer covers of of a queer Sisters of Mercy cover. I'm very into that idea now that you said it. Speaking Uh, of being gay and God. I don't think Andrew Eldrick would let us do that because he's not a very nice person. Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of like pen and paper role-playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh-huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop Potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. Oh, well.
Interview with a Vampire, Sisters Good. of Mercy, queer cover band. Can't do it. Uh, hey, this is also <laughs> this is secretly a video game podcast. Hold on a second. It only took us forty minutes to get to the video. Literally, game. it always does. We did the gay for forty minutes. Now That's we're not doing true. Sometimes games. we do the video games forever, and then it takes us forever to get to the gay. And sometimes you do the gay forever and never do the video yeah, game. This is normally guest week, but we don't have a guest, so we're just kind of it's sort of a, a grab bag. It's grab sort bag, of a, baby. A miscellaneous. Um, Kai, what are you playing right now? Have you played anything this week? I have still been playing Baba's You. It's been very nice to um. So, something that I've realized is I need things that activate my brain a lot, like my job. I need things that activate my brain a lot in a different way, like Baba's You and other puzzle games. Then I need things that don't activate my brain at all, like, like Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules. Rules. Uh, which literally, I think, causes me to lose about five brain cells every time I watch <laughs> the it. The pump! They lit- it's basically the equivalent of a television concussion. Yeah, email us if you've, uh, about emotional conversations with your exes, and also email us if you're on that pump life. If like you are, are a fellow pumper. And, if you are a fellow pumper. Uh, it's, listen. We know what we're We about. know what we're saying. Um, pump. Yeah, so I've been James. playing more pump Baba's You, and I've, and I've put probably, I don't know, I don't know how many hours I put into it, but. A place to stay. Put I've, your booty on the floor tonight. You, today's Make a singing day. day for Hannah. Yeah. I love it. I'm a huge fan. Um, it, it just, uh, I know I wrote a little bit about it on our Instagram and I talked about it last week, but um, I've still been playing it because I've just really been enjoying it because it just like, it just scratches that very particular itch, you know, that's like um, figuring out word puzzles, which I um, am somewhat bad at sometimes. It really depends, but I really, really enjoy Spatial reasoning, logical, uh, y- like breaking the rules of logic that you thought existed and using them in different and creative ways because there's different ways to solve every puzzle. So like I said last week, I would be very curious to see how you would solve some of these puzzles based on ways that I solved some of them. I'm very excited to um, hear about you playing it or watch you play it. It just is, it's a very good game. It's very cute. It's very creative, um, and it has a very good learning curve. I don't think I talked about this as much last week because I hadn't seen as much of the learning curve. But you you start off like Gazoon Tight relatively easy, um, and then progress pretty quickly. But it is probably one of the more effective ways that I've ever seen you a game both simultaneously teach the rules and teach you how to break the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like creative teach- writing school. Yeah, it's almost exactly like creative writing school, but done like really well. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it just, it, it, it gives you, um, a couple like softballs at first and then probably like the seventh or eighth level, I was like, I can't fucking solve this. I have no fucking idea how to solve this. And then I went to, what's nice about the game is you can try different levels at the same time. It's not like a linear level progression and mm-hmm. you also don't have to necessarily finish all of the levels in a world in order to progress mm-hmm. to the next levels. And you can always go back and mm-hmm. do old levels that you haven't finished or have already finished. Um, and that helps so fucking much to be working on one level and just get so stuck and then to go to a different one that is like, uh, you know, just a completely different um, challenge and thought process and then do that and learn something in that level that you can then bring back to the level that you're struggling with and be like now I know how to solve this and I can do this and that is just such a satisfying method of gameplay that I feel like sometimes there I think some of my most disappointing games to me have been games with um really badly done learning curves Uh just really poorly done learning curves I just don't have any Patience or ability for that because if you're it's, – it's like if you have a bad professor who, mm-hmm. like, doesn't teach you shit and then gives you a really hard test. You're like, this is literally your fault that I can't do this. Like, yeah. if you get to uh, a boss fight in a video game that's, like, really fucking hard and it requires mechanics that you were not taught by the game, I'm like, you were supposed to teach me this. Are you talking about Dark Souls? Because <laughs> Dark Souls no. doesn't teach you anything. And, and I don't ex- like Dark Souls. Dark Souls hates you. Yeah, and I – I won't say I hate it because I understand why people like it and I respect the people who like it very much. Um, Whoa. but hi, <laughs> it is me. You're very cute right now. Aaron's in a couch cocoon. He's yeah. completely horizontal. I had four hours of sleep. Yeah, we love you, He's Aaron. Sleepy boy. Um, but I, I just, I can't do that, and I don't want to. So I, that's part of the reason I really like Baba's You is the learning curve is just so delightful. Have you played The Witness? No, not yet. That shit is incredible. You I really should do want that to. One. There's only one spot where they totally fuck up the learning mm. curve because I had to look up how to do the puzzles. Yeah. Nowhere else in the game was I like, oh, this doesn't make any fucking sense. There's one part later on where it's like, uh, 
I don't know. And there's like you, I, I solved accidentally several of the puzzles, misunderstanding how they work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's like a really solidly built puzzle game. So I, love I recommend that. it. As I'll well. check it out. If you're on the puzzle kick, sick. I'm definitely on that puzzle kick because I'm really kick. enjoying um, brain stuff. Love me some brain stuff. Hannah. Yes. What video games have you played? This week, oh fuck! I also forgot about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. How could you? Um, I've been replaying that with the uh, with the uh, unofficial mod, the unofficial update, which has all of the missions and characters and events and descriptions that were deleted from the original game because they didn't have time uh, included in the game. Um, and it has like fixes for a lot of the common bugs and in so there were a lot of things like results from actions that would happen in the game that were dichotomous with what the rules that of the game that existed Mm -hmm. so like there's the humanity system in Mm -hmm. vampire the masquerade both in the tabletop as well as the um video game and um basically you can like gain or lose humanity through your actions right and you want to maintain a certain level of humanity or else you lose uh um emotional and empathetic reasoning and Uh you just kind of become a bloodlust monster Uh um and uh so there were some times in the game where like the action that you took should have definitely cost you some humanity and it didn't and there were other times in the game where it shouldn't have cost you humanity or should have given you humanity and it didn't so it's like fixing fixing just minutia Uh like Stuff like that that just um, really brings the the feel and the coherence of the world together. Um, I'm also considering downloading some texture packs. I haven't fully decided, um, so I'm really be I'm really excited to play this game again because I really want to be prepared for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, Bloodlines 2, too. the sequel to Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. I have not checked out their website in a while, so I'm very curious if they fixed those um, heinous spelling errors and just bad website. <laughs> um, I, it's just the thing that I remember so distinctly about the website and this is just like maybe two months ago is they started a paragraph and then just left it's like it's like somebody it's like the website <laughs> they designer had to go to lunch in. and they forgot yeah it's like the website designer walked in and was like there was ah shit I have an emergency I have to go and then pressed publish and then left because it's like there were half written sentences it was it was a mess so I'm very curious to see how this game yeah. turned out I, I also um I forget if that um, dating app was real or not that has kind of like uh, sort of, um, what is it called when there's uh, game stuff in real life that you have to solve? Oh, uh, like an augmented reality? Yeah, yeah, like an yeah, ARG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be like an ARG sort of thing that gives you like a little bit of secret. An ARG, as we call it in the arg. industry. An ARG. Yeah, uh, and I, and I want to get on that because I think that'll be really fun because I think it's like more of a cell phone thing and I can get pretty into that because what's that one? Florence? Yeah. Yeah, that was an incredible game. There have been a lot of very well done mm-hmm. phone played, games. Yeah, I still um, haven't finished Monument Valley, uh, but it's a very good phone game. What I want to play is uh, Lost Cell Phone, mm-hmm. um, because I hear that that is queer. <laughs> that one's really easy. You just throw your cell phone in the river. <laughs> you have somebody else throw your cell phone in the river, and then you try and find it. I also want to take this uh, <laughs> second, because um, last night in No Exit, we really acknowledged listener emails, and we haven't done that in Hot Minute, oh, and yeah. we haven't been getting them. I, t- I don't yeah. necessarily want to like go through them point by point, because I don't want to like out our listeners or anything like that, uh, especially if they're like not out in situations. I don't think that's necessarily super cool. Um, but we have a lot of listeners who yeah. email us on a very regular basis, and we really appreciate it, and there have been a lot of indie game recommendations, which we promise we are getting to them. Um See, I remember last, for the last bit, my problem has been I don't have any money to buy video games, and now my problem is I have too much money and not enough time to play video games. Mm. Um, so yeah. I guess I can just never win, you know? I Yeah, I have been so busy and so stressed that I've had stress dreams almost every night this week, so I'm doing We love best. you, Hannah. And thank you, listeners, for your uh, wonderful and kind emails. Um, high, high praise, just incredibly high praise, well-deserved, um, and also your video game recommendation. Thank you, yes. and thank you for telling thank us you about your experiences. Everyone. And thank let you. us know if you send us an email, if you would uh, be cool with us reading it on air. Yes, please. Love to read a listener email or two. Can yeah. I talk about what I'm playing? Yes, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to talk about our listeners. No, I love it. I love. I love it. Um, so I have been back on that VR hype. Mm, baby, fuck us up, Hannah. Um, partially, because I just hadn't been playing VR in the past few I know. months. But, uh, I got it for you. I know, Kai. Okay. Um, but I, partially because I was talking to a friend about, uh, how scared I am of, like, Alzheimer's and dementia, and somebody was like, um, 
any like video games are obviously really good for that. Yes. Uh, anything really physical is good for it, mm-hmm. and anything where you have to make really quick decisions. And I was like, well, shit, beat matching games. Yeah. have got to be like the best for cognitive. And you've been playing beat matching games since you were very, very. Oh young, yeah, so I think and you're very be physical beat matching games. Yeah. Like I played DDR for such a long time because it, it requires me to move my body and make split section re- you're second. You're not going to get any sort of brain disease till you're dead. Uh, I fucking hope not, because it's very much rents in my family. I know. So anyway, I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber um, with the new music pack. Um, Yay. Hooray. And I've lost a little bit of my skill at it, but I'm getting it back. Yay. Beat Saber is still very, very good. Um, I There was a sale... The, uh, like a digital sale happening on PlayStation, so I bought Super Hot VR, which I haven't tried yet. But Super I, hot. Uh, but I bought um, Drunken Bar Fight, which was highly recommended to me by yeah, a friend. Yeah, I watched you play it, and it looked nuts. It's very fun. I only got to play it for like 20 minutes yesterday. Yeah. I played a couple of fights. Uh, it's very sort of like, it's the first VR game I've played where like there are human figures right in your yeah, face yeah. that you're interacting Weird. with. And where you're like, do- I mean, you're like dodging punches from them and stuff. Yeah, and you almost like hit the table and shit. Yeah, uh, if in real time. My you know, real, like in real life. Yeah, your real human hit, table. Hit the table. Um, so I get a clear more of a space when I play Drunken yeah, Bar Fight. Yeah, please be so careful. It's nuts. If, if um, Wendy and I weren't there, you would have 100% hit that table. Which would have been fine. Which would have been figured fine. figured it out. Um, but I yeah. Worry. Uh, it's really fucking fun. You yeah. just get to like, you can just stand in the corner and like throw shit off the bar at yeah. people. Um, you get achievements for like hitting people in the nuts or throwing darts at people's faces. It's very fun. The, the um, character models are super frightening. Yeah, they look Because they're scary. like static, like uh, early 2000s uh, faces. Yeah. Um, and uh, your body, when you look down at your body, you have legs, but they sort of just like flop around like noodles. Because yeah. obviously you, the player, don't have VR receptors on your legs. One day. One day. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, it's really fun. I played a little bit of it. I'm yeah, you got to play. roundhouse kicked. I did. I got roundhouse kicked yeah, several times. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, which is very scary. Yeah, it was wild. It's really fun, though. Yes, Aaron. Hello. I was just going to... I... I... I was going to try to reference what happened to Kai, but then I couldn't think of oh, okay, how yeah. to work that in. Roundhouse kick game. One time, I got roundhouse yeah, kicked, and then something, something. yesterday, Hannah got roundhouse kicked. In VR. In VR. Um, anyway, Drink a Bar Fight is really, really fun. If you have VR, you should get it. Um, it is a little bit like the movement is a little bit like if you have motion sickness issues, it might. Yeah, the second that you not. stepped into it, you're like, Kai, you cannot play this game. As soon as I moved, yeah. I was like, Kai, you can't play this yeah. game because it does. It's it's. You can probably turn on the thing where it like narrows the screen. While yeah, you I'll move. literally throw up though. Um, but it was it was. I uh, don't want to hurt the VR. I don't want to puke in the VR. Do you get less uh, motion sick as you get used to it, or is that? Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of problem with motion sickness in general. I get kind of oh. seasick, but I don't <laughs> have problem. I've never had problems with like cars or anything like that. Well. Sorry, bud. Um, so I I think I'm uniquely equipped for VR because it it does for a minute. I'm like, whoa, but then whoa. I'm fine. But I do think, I think you also get used to it. I think if you start playing like so. game, especially yeah. if you play games where you, you your body doesn't move as much or like your only your arms move Yeah, like whatever. when I played um, um, one of the mouse, 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 mouse. With the I mouse. just said the name. <laughs> well, I was finishing the sentence that I had not finished, but you were right. It was Moss. Uh, Moss was or good. like Astrobot VR is really fun. Yeah. It's a good little uh, intro. But I do, I think you get used to it. Um, I was, again, I was sort of like uniquely already, hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Do you think you're genetically predisposed to be a VR mommy? Yes, and I have vehicle profic- proficiency. Yes. And it doesn't, like, the weirdest part about it is it, I mean, it works with in the way that like a car makes you motion sick, and that your brain thinks you're moving, but your body isn't. Yeah. Um. So if you stand up, I think it's better because you at least can be like, "Whoa!" It's like I'm on a boat. Um. But yeah, I think you get used to it, especially if you just kind of like keep your eyes on the horizon, <laughs> like with a car. Yeah. Um. Uh, but games like uh, To the Top isn't particularly motion sick because it's I don't know it's just different. It's the games where you like move forward linearly as though you were walking Mm -hmm. that I think activate that more Um, but to the top does the thing where like I'll like lean over a ledge to look at something Mm -hmm. and like think I'm actually gonna fall even though I'm not I'm in my living room yeah but I'll uh yeah so yeah I think you get used to it I think it's worth everybody trying it's so much fun I'm gonna buy one I think it's when I get my tax return I'm gonna buy one yay I love it um you're also always welcome to come over to our house and play it I know that you I want to own it 
Yeah. Okay. I want it to be mine. I just I wanted to honor Dragon Ball Fight's very fun. Mine. You can test it again before you buy it. And I have Star Trek Bridge Crew that I haven't played yet. Oh my god, I forgot that we have that until yeah. just this moment. And super I wish we ever had time to hang out uh-huh. or play a video game because that sounds so much fun. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. I've also started playing Wander Song, which I bought mm. for the uh, Switch. Uh, it's very, I started playing it last night. It's very cute. Um, it's a music based puzzle game, but it's not beat matching. It's just pattern recognition and repetition. Mm. So you don't have to do it, at least so far, you don't have to do it on any sort of beat. Oh, I love you that. You just have to do, you just have to do the colors in the direction. So, uh, it doesn't even have to be like, it's color based and it's sound based and mm-hmm. it's like just direction based. It's just having to like repeat directions that the things are doing. So you it's just what? repeating a pattern. I just realized I struggle with beat matching games as well as sound based puzzle games. Right. I can't hear. Well, yeah. I can't hear shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but Wander Song, even if you can't hear what's going on, mm-hmm. it's just watching the pattern. And oh, okay. Cool. It. So it's really cute. It's really colorful. Um, so far, I really like it. Um, that's what I have to say about Wander Song. No, that's great. I'm very excited. I've heard um, really good things about Wander Song, so I'm glad that you decided to uh, invest in it because I think I think you're going to keep enjoying it. Honestly, yes, I um, agree. I'm very excited to uh, hear about Star Trek Bridge Crew if I get the chance to play. If one of us gets the chance to play it first, um, the other thing about the VR is it just like takes a minute to set up and it takes a minute to like take off and you have to like you know like take breaks yeah, and recover and it's, stuff. It's not that much longer, but sometimes no, but it's still it a time feels, investment. It feels it like feels, an yeah, it feels like more work than just sitting on the couch and turning on the PlayStation. It's yeah. like you have to press the button and set up the things yeah. and get the controllers out and it's a whole thing. Yeah, so it takes like probably. 20 to 30 extra seconds but yeah. it feels like a lot more work yeah um and you know sometimes my my brain just cannot yeah take sometimes that. i'm like i don't fucking know man i just yeah. want to lounge yeah you know seriously but anyway i'm uh, i'm glad that you've been having the opportunity to play some of those yeah. games because i know how much beat matching games um mean to you yeah uh, and uh you often have to stand up with vr is the other thing so if you don't yeah. stand up i or if you can't stand up yeah, next time I play Borderlands 2 VR, I'll probably just sit down and use the controller because yeah. it's really clunky with, like I said, it's really clunky with the uh, move controllers. Yeah. So probably just use the regular controller and just use it as an opportunity to be immersed in Borderlands 2, Yeah, uh, my favorite game. Um, very excited for Borderlands 3. Um, we're also very excited for E3. I'm so curious about what's going to happen. E3's a coming. We're a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. T-minus a couple weeks to E3. T-minus sounds a few like, days. Sounds like what I'll be doing during E3. What? Coming. Oh, oh. Coming. E3's oh, okay. coming E3's so coming. much. I thought you were I saying see, T3, see, see. T3, yeah, T3 minus. It was delayed E3. enough that I didn't know what you were referring to. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, I'm kind of a moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's those are the indie games that I finally rounded up. Hey, Aaron. A week late. Aaron. Producer Aaron. Yeah. Producer Aaron, have you had any time to play any video, video games, games this week? <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. I know. Actually, I did. I got to play uh, Divinity Two, which I've talked Ooh, about. Oh yeah, now. with uh, your girlfriend. Uh huh. We did a long an LDD, as her her dad very adorably uh, coined it, a long distance date. Oh, cute. Over it, he asked how the LDD was going at one point. Uh, and yeah, we uh, played Divinity Original Sin 2 together, which is pretty fun. Uh, it's an interesting mechanic. Any plot, <clears throat> whoever speaks to the plot uh, forwarding characters first kind of mm. chooses how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, if, if, if you want, so you basically have to be a good team because yeah. if one person is trying to railroad the thing and wants to do all the conversations without you, mm-hmm. Um, that could really fuck shit up. Um, during the like main quest line conversations, it switches back and forth between you, so you can oh, choose okay. things. Um, but uh, you definitely, yeah, you definitely have to have good communication skills. But it's a great game. It's a turn-based combat D and D style game. Honestly, uh, probably going to be pretty difficult with with two people. It's easy to control. You know, when you have control of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you're trying to strategize mm-hmm. um, and you have different ideas about how a fight will go, I can I can perceive that being difficult. But it's a great game. Really recommend it. And it is fun if you have somebody you get along with really well. 
um, that <laughs> likes RPGs, I do recommend the two-player experience because it was a blast. And now you can have up to four players, right? You can have up to four players, which is a full party. Yeah. So we are playing with two of us, and then each of us will have a, an NPC follower. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So now you have that for the PS4. Correct. And so, computer. Yeah, I also have it for the computer because I bought it because I was planning on playing it with you, and then uh-huh. I never did. And then we both got um, very busy. And we both got very busy. Um, but uh, I we could we could totally hop on your game sometime on the PS4. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it, it is a hop-in, hop-out type thing, I believe. One of us could hop yeah, on. Yeah, I meant like us as in like... Actually, I believe you can do uh, two-player. It's you oh, can be two like people on the same... System? System. Oh, tight. Oh, that's really advanced. I love that. I still uh, don't have a functioning second PS4 controller. I forgot I was going to send that broken one back. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you were going to do that, too. Months ago. I still got to do that. Yeah. So you should be able to do a split screen I can just buy and then one. Both, both join the game. Oh, that'd Hell be yeah. great. Yeah. We should figure that out sometime. Um, But there's also uh, other games that we need to play as a creative team, such as um, Monster Prom. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there one day. Um, If only we ever saw each other in the same room. Except for this. June is so fucking busy, dude. And June is the best, worst. Yeah. Pride is coming up Pride's as well. And we're very E3's excited coming, about Pride's Pride. coming. Um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of very fun stuff coming up for you all because I think E3 and Pride time are when some of our favorite episodes get the opportunity to happen. Yes. Um, and I, I feel like this is a pretty good wrapping up point. So I'm going to start, um, talking yes. our other stuff. Um, if you are. I have a question real quick. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Pretty sure. There's a used one on eBay for $135. A used what? Yes, Vior. Oh. Should I just get a new one and, and, and no? Do you think it'll be broken? I have no idea. I um, don't know how to judge that. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't advise you on that. I do know that some people like like my coworker Aaron originally got it and then was like, it's not that great and was gonna get rid of it and then like got back into it. So maybe it's some people that like just didn't like yeah. like VR as much as they thought or like Oh, it might just got, be the headset. Yeah, it's just the much. headset. Well, yeah. have the motion sensors. Well that's stupid. That is stupid. Yeah, the, you need the headset, the camera, you don't some games you need the move controllers for, but I'd recommend getting yeah, them. Yeah, you need the move controllers the to move play controllers. a yeah. lot of the good games. So three fifty is is the lowest it's gonna be. Yeah. Okay. Um just still a lot more accessible than PC based VR. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, so Genderfucked is coming. Yeah, so if you're in the Denver area. Uh-oh. Uh, just keep going. Okay, uh, uh, so Genderfucked is coming. If you're in the Denver or northern Colorado area, Just if you're basically. in Colorado and you yeah. want to come to Denver, because it's happening yeah, in Denver, uh, we're going to be doing four performances of our show, Genderfucked, and it is a trans, non-binary, genderqueer, genderfluid, agender, intersex, etc., outside of the gender binary uh, yeah, sort, you or have like an identity that's not cis. And or not in the gender binary. Come on over. Come on over to the show. Or, you can I see mean, it if you're cis. A, yeah, anybody can come see the show. Yeah, uh, but it's that's, just, that's, that's what we're featuring. Yeah, that's the focus of the performances. Uh, we will be on June 7th at Gladys. Is that the 7th or the 9th? Or Blush and Blue is the 7th. Blush and Blue is the 7th. Okay, so we'll be on June 7th at Blush and Blue, a local queer bar. We will be on June 9th at Gladys, a different queer bar. Um, we will be at, on the 13th and the 16th at Mutiny Information Cafe, which is a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So if you prefer a non-alcohol environment, mm-hmm. I mean, like, not like you have to drink at the other shows, but if you prefer no, to be I in an environment be. without alcohol, yeah. you can come to the Mutiny shows. Or if folks are underage or stuff. Yeah, or whatever. Um, I don't know if you'll be allowed to come to the shows if you're underage. I guess we'll have to check on that. Because yeah. um, I would be, yeah, whatever. So come to our shows. Uh, see yeah, some please. cool, Kai and I will be emceeing the shows yeah. together. Uh, MC in character by, if it's gay at play um and you can come see some musicians and some art for sale by artists and uh some poets stand up, and some, some stand up some music some what have you so some drag some interesting performance art yeah some a lot of things um, i don't even know if we have drag performers this year i thought you were thinking about doing. Uh, well isis and i might be well anyway there's yeah there's so anyway things. Um, um, i also just scratched my beard on mic and it sounded really interesting fascinating so come see our show. Stop that. Um, come see our show. Uh, you can come see, speaking of performances, you Ooh. can come see Aaron and I in As You Like It by the Wit Theater Company. You mean producer Aaron and you. Yeah, what did I say? You just said Aaron. You have to give him the title. Oh, okay. Producer Aaron. That was fucked up. I'm so sorry. Disrespectful. Churlish and insubordinate. Truly. You can come to uh, As You Like It. We'll be performing every Sunday in June. I will not be there for the sixth show on the 16th because... You'll be in our show. I will be in our show because it's too squished together. I will be pulling double duty on the 9th to do Shakespeare and then go to Genderfuck. God bless you. Um, 
so yeah, so come see us in As You Like It. Uh, I will be playing Jacques, the master of melancholy, and Aaron will be playing Duke Ferdinand. Aaron? I don't know. I laugh too much when people say Duke. So. <laughs> I think you're Ferdinand. I don't even know what my name is. It's Ferdinand. Yeah, okay, great. Um, and that's Shakespeare, baby. Baby. Uh, if you like, we drink during the show. You can if you want to, and we make hour-long, accessible, hilarious yeah, Shakespeare. I go, and I love it, and I don't drink. Yeah, so uh, just come see us. It'll be fun. It's always a blast. It is. It's uh, one of my favorite help things. Help get us to Scotland, please, God. Please, I'm going. We're going. It's just, do we have enough money? Is the I don't know. So Fuck. that's where you can find us in person doing art around town. Yes. Um, you can... Find us on the internet. Find us on the internet, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify. Uh, cat fucking... Podcasts. Apple Podcast, whatever. Yeah. Google Play. Google Who Play, the fuck cares? wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. We're there, baby. We would love some rate. Everybody, thank you to everybody who has left uh, reviews. Very and kind reviews. Um, uh, we really appreciate reviews. it. It means the world to us. It helps us get the word out about our podcast. Yes. helps other people find us yes. because a lot more people have been finding us lately by um, searching for uh, just non-binary and trans just in Apple Podcasts. And there are still so few podcasts that... Um, literally have anything about that in their title or description mm-hmm. that <laughs> um we uh we come up as one of the first so we really appreciate um us being so findable and we really appreciate you uh spreading the word to all of yeah. your queer and video game loving friends yeah. because tell your um, friends in real life it, share it on social media yeah please it genuinely means the world for us to that you all um want to listen to us talk and it also uh is very cool to be a part of an art that i would otherwise be seeking out totally yeah um, so that's, yeah, rate, review, like, subscribe, you can find Email us. us. Email Send us, us those emails, baby, yeah, at, that we talked about. Uh, tell us about your exes. Tell, tell us, us about me. your conversation with your exes. Tell us about if you've eaten at a Triple D establishment. Yeah, tell us about, uh, if you've eaten at Triple D. Um, and, tell uh, us anything. I don't tell care. Tell us whatever you want. And um, we've really appreciated all the emails we've gotten. Yes, thank you so much. And find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gay Gamers, G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. Uh, you can DM us. You can do whatever you like on those Slide platforms. into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. You I can, respond. We are part of the Stick Poke Productions Network. Yes. You can check out the other shows on the network, including No Exit, a comedy horror podcast that I am the co-host of that i guessed it on last that night i guessed it on on our most recent episode which will come out next friday yeah I something like that uh we watched interview with the vampire it was very good um we've watched a lot of movies we've watched uh night of the living dead house on haunted hill ghost watch uh ghost watch this korean movie called the host we've watched hellraiser mm-hmm. we've watched uh devil's candy lots we've, of my favorite movies we've watched uh interview with the vampire so go check it out yeah please um you can check out by the grace of pod hot hot uh, for some good, good, good goofs and laughs this morning, they drank um, orange Bud Light at ten o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. for you, God bless them. for all I of love you. you. And you—that's all the pro. Oh, thanks to Aaron, producer Aaron, for our theme song. Yes, thank you, yeah. producer Aaron. It's you a very good theme song, and we love and appreciate it very much. Doing music as Diane Yay. around the world. He's a very talented young man. Sleepy. He's, very He's a very sleepy. sleepy so we're man. gonna go. Yeah. And maybe let him nap. I took a four-hour stress nap yesterday. It was wild. Um. So we're gonna go now. Um. We love you. We love you. Keep playing gay. And keep being games. And fuck shit up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun.